Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. All right. So you know that girl who's effortlessly magnetic, creative, playful, and insanely stylish? She would never say it annoyingly. She is humble too. That is Emily. But hey, don't mistake her sense of whimsy for naivety. She has been at the helm of her own beauty business in the West Loop since she was 23. She is a modern day Stevie Nicks with an entrepreneurial tenacity of a trampoline. Behind the chair, she cuts deep with razor so well she can air dry. Sweeping hair color that mimics mother nature and of course the queen of the non-updo updos i just had to start with her bio because it's so her and i'm so excited to talk to emily today emily thank you for being here thank you so much for having me yeah no i when i get ready for episodes i'm like okay i gotta kind of do a little bit deep dive into this person and you just got a new website and i was like this bio is everything Thank you. It is um, one of the people that have influenced our business the most. Her name is Lane. She owns like an interior design shop. So she did some of our studio um, interior design too, but she wrote them for us. She um, was super instrumental in like the branding and just another super supportive female business owner when we were starting. But she knows us really well and I she's really fun and witty with words. So yeah. I was really grateful for her help on that. Bios are always tough to write about yourself. Oh yeah. No, this one has a lot of jaju as they like yes. to say. <laughs> no, I, I feel like for people that don't know, like the West loop, West loops, like a very hip neighborhood here in Chicago. And I've had the pleasure of getting to come to one of your events and you do so many cool things. And you know, the thing that like really jumps out at me about you is you know, in an industry where I feel like a lot of us are looking around at other people to be like, what, what's, what's the direction we're going in? Are we doing extensions now? Or what are we doing? Is it this? Is it that? I admire about you. And, and I feel like I really see in you as being someone who is following their own path and not really looking around at what other people are doing. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey and have you always had this sense of self or is it something that you've had to cultivate because it's something I really see in you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a ton because it is, you know, it's always hard to keep your eyes on your own paper, but um, yeah, I, I was definitely like a weird kid growing up and I went to a high school where I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and it was a very like linear trajectory for people. So there were like 900 kids in our class. Um, there, we had like a day senior year where you're supposed to wear your college t-shirt and I'm like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to Paul Mitchell. And my mom and dad helped me like iron on a Paul Mitchell logo to the back of like a zebra stripe shirt. So I've always been like, everyone's going this way. I'm like, I'm turning this way. Yeah. And was that, is that something that you've been comfortable with? Cause I relate to all of that. And it's taken me some time as I wore my Aveda hat and my family's like picture family photo where everyone had on yeah. their college hats. So everything you're saying, I'm like, this has been you me. Get it. But it's taken me a while to really own that part of myself. So I'd love for you to talk more about like that. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I think like, maybe you feel this way too. Like when I, I was kind of like pegged unique from an early age, they were like, oh, she's so interesting or unique or, you know, and you're kind of like smart enough to know that means you're kind of weird. Um, and I think like moving to the city was really eye-opening for me um, at a young age. I moved in when I was like 17 and just like getting a chance to be around like going from a suburb or like smaller town to an area where there's like a ton of creatives. I think that that was a really pivotal moment in becoming more comfortable with myself and like knowing that it's cool to be different and like march to your own beat of your own drum. Yeah, no, I definitely go back to Minnesota and not frequently, but when I have, I'm like, even my husband said, he's like, you couldn't live here. You're not nice enough. And I'm like, oh, these people aren't really nice, Ramel. They're just pretending to be Minnesota nice. Like I just, but, but yeah, I relate to that so much. Yeah. And I think like everybody, you, I think it's these little moments too in your life where you like find your niche and you're like, okay, I'm comfy and I can like explore in this area. And then things change a little bit. Like I, I definitely felt that way when I was handed like, I know you were talking about specialties, but when I was handed a razor, I was like, sweet. I don't understand precision cutting. So like, this is something I get a little bit more and you just keep finding those little Easter eggs throughout your life. And you're like, okay, people are doing it in a way that resonates with me or how I learn. And I think that, yeah, I'm kind of like trailing off that thought. No, I love that though. And like, I, when you were saying that it makes me think about how I really wanted to be a hairstylist that cut hair. And I was at hair school and I was like, I wanted like shears tattooed on my forearm. You know, I just was like, yes. I want it. And like, I was left-handed and the shear sharpener, like broke the tip off of my shears in hair school. And like the teachers would always take my shears out of my hand and flip them around and cut backwards. So I never really learned. And I think what you're saying is so like valuable because it's like, I also was getting those little like nudges that like cutting wasn't for me and I wanted it so badly and kind of like sometimes in my life I've wanted to be more like other people but I love what you're saying about how like if you listen it kind of you keep getting little nuggets of like no no go this way follow this path this is for you totally and so like in your business because like you know, so often like I have people on that I like know about their past a little bit with you. I have met you as in your business, which is very like tailored to you and very just like, I, I don't know. I like, I don't really know much about you getting to today. So like you shared with me a little before the episode, like you've had different seasons, like so many of us, we don't really arrive at these like tailor-made businesses overnight. So can you share a little bit about getting to today you you shared a little bit of like high school yeah I think like the coolest thing is you you know you always look back and over the span of your career your life and I love how you said the word seasons like we really do have these like hard breaks where you're like okay cool and end season one or you know it's like a tv show yeah I love that but um so I started off in beauty school and I like made a best friend right away, which I think is, which is Kelly, but I also think is like really important to um, just like feeling really comfortable with yourself and like being cool with being different is like having that like core group of people, your family, your friends that just kind of like support you along the way. 
And I've been really fortunate to have that in like my family and in best friends and, and my husband. Um, so I think that's, that's like been a really big part of me being like just who I am as a person. But um, yeah, I started after beauty school, I um, started working at like a commission based salon that I got like a really great assistant program education from learned how to cut with a razor um, worked there for a while, had a couple mentors there. One of which ended up opening a booth rental salon that was just a few blocks away. And she was kind of like my fairy hair mother. So when she left, I was kind of like, Oh no, and she was very inspirational to me. And I ended up like with an invitation from her popping over to her shop and working there when I had like a pretty small book at that time. Like I by no means was like maybe air quotes, like ready to be independent financially. But um, I think like that word independent has always been like an important one to me. Like even when I was choosing hair school and maybe you feel this way too. I was like, I just want to get a job right away so I can like move out and do my own thing. Do you feel that way? Oh, totally. Like, I feel like looking back, like, I think I definitely like thought that if I could get all this stuff right, and it was really important. Like I wanted to be at that right salon so that I could like not be a flaky hairstyles that moved around, which, you know, how you live and you learn, you're like, they're not flaky. They're just, they're (laughs) stepping into a new part of their life. But no, totally. I think also just thinking that not everyone took what we did for a living or what we wanted to do as serious. I think it built a lot of like a desire in me to, not necessarily prove people wrong, but to be credible. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's so brave when you do make those big moves too. You're like, okay, this is something isn't working here and we're going to try something else. Totally. So you went and you worked there and then from there, what, what happened next? So I like, I really feel like I found myself in those like five years that I worked there. I got like the, option to like pick all my education and like you know you were paying for it all yourself too so you're just like really committed and invested in everything which I think is like a really important part for anybody doing any career just to like have all the freedom to like choose your specialty or like what is calling to you at that moment um and then from there I ended up I think I was like working with a photographer at the time. Um, and the two of us were like, we both kind of want a space, but maybe it could be something like a hair and photo studio. And we started looking at real estate together. And like, after maybe like 15 places, we were like, okay, I don't know if we had a great, like friend, friend to friend, business to business conversation of like, I think what we're looking for is actually really different. So let's like do our own things. But I, and then we had seen the space that we're in now. And I was like, would you mind if I like go back to the space? Cause there was something about it that like really drew me to it. And I think originally, like when I first like was at my first salon, I, I was like, I will have a product line before I have a salon. So it was like a really, really big mental shift inside of me. I was like, I don't want to own a salon kind of thing, which I think a lot of people say at the beginning of their career. Do we oh, yeah. like that? Oh yeah. I mean, I never, 
I never aspired to have a salon. It's just when my needs weren't getting met, it was like, okay, well, this is the natural next step because I don't want to have to make up days when I go to my wedding ever again. Not that I get totally old not to get married again, but you know, like I'm like, yes. how, how, how am I supposed to live my life and have my life get bigger when you're keeping score? Like it, when my desire was for freedom. Totally. And I, um, and it, it was kind of like a, the clean beauty world was kind of getting really popular. And I felt like I wanted to create something that like didn't exist when we opened yeah. the gold dust. And that's kind of, that's where we started. And we I were there it. for like, yeah, we opened in like December of 2019. So obviously we had, you know, pandemics. So we just, the whole time I've owned a salon, it's always been about like evolution and changing and going with the flow and I think that's like true no matter what, if you open a salon post or pre-pandemic, but I think that just like really set the tone for everything. Yeah, I agree. It's like, there's so much more freedom in, in the situation when you're like, this is what it is today, but it's going to be cool to see where it goes and what it turns into. Whereas like there, my first business salon with my partner, like it didn't change. And I thought that I was like, again, like doing it right. But I'm like, I realize now I'm like, no, you were literally like on a hamster wheel. And so I feel like I lost a lot of my joy and my love for doing hair. So I think that that just sounds very smart the way you've set it up from the get go. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's so like, it's always, it's okay to change your mind at any point for your life and like edit as you go. Yeah. And I didn't realize that Kelly was your best friend from hair school and did yes. you, you guys, cause she works somewhere else too. So you guys kind of she went did. your own def, different directions and then came together when you opened. Is that right? Totally. And we, throughout the whole time we'd had this like bridal business. So we have, um, or like on location wedding business. So we've had like gold dust woman for like maybe nine years. And then we were talking about, she was going to be involved with that studio setup as well. And so we were looking at salon lofts or like the rental spaces and we were like well maybe this would be better we get a whole big space with a big room and opportunity to like work with other people because I I love how your salon is set up as well like it it's just like there's so much more community in a space that's not like a small box totally which I and I feel like I only have it set up the way that I do is because there wasn't a salon loft my first time around, which I feel like was a blessing in disguise because then when, when my business partnership was ending, it was like, well, I love having my own studio and not being a salon. You know what I mean? And so I know totally. what you're saying about it. Just, it does end up being like, I kind of in the last year or two have started calling my shop, like my clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. Cause I'm like, this is my clubhouse. Like, and I, it, it's like, I stopped even thinking of it as a salon, but more of like this creative space, which I feel like is totally the vibe of yours. And having been to like one of your um, events, which I think about that event all the time. So can you tell people a little bit about what that was? And then I, yeah. I just, I got so much out of it. Oh, I'm so glad that makes me so happy. But um, I also resonate with you so much. Like, that's the whole reason we called it studios instead of salon. I'm like, this is not going to be a space that's like just about hair. Because it's like, it's never really only about hair. No. It's like your relationships with your clients, which is how the um, event that you attended came to fruition. I have, I mean, we get, we get to talk to so many cool people all day long. Oh, God, My yeah. sister 
it's the best. My sister's like, I think you could save the world with your clientele. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. They're pretty great. I think you're right. But yeah. Um, yeah. So she, one of my clients is a um, therapist and I don't think she would mind if I plug her in. If that's okay. Oh, please. Um, her name is Emma Weinstein and she has this company called A Crowded Table. So she's a therapist who um, ha- works in like a practitioner office. Um, I actually think she just started working for herself too. But um, she had this concept of, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of tradition and like bringing, like coming togetherness uh, while cooking and like eating food. So she led this discussion about burnout and self-worth and imposter syndrome all while we were like making a super nutritious meal um, that we could replicate throughout the week that doesn't need like microwaving or like a crazy storage because hair stylists don't always have the chance to eat lunch or like if they do, it's not like super nutritious. So it's just like a really, it was a really special night because we had her like kind of walking us through these different ingredients and relating them there. It was all like metaphorical. I'm trying oh, yeah. to remember all of them. Do you remember? Some of the I mean, ones I'll about? tell you the one that just stuck out to me and I've shared it on another episode before, but just like, she's like, okay, grab a bowl for your dinner. And then just before you go to like grab, put some food in it, like, what do you feel about your bowl? And I instantly go, I don't know if it's big enough. I don't know if it's enough. Yeah. And then I looked at her and I go, we're not talking about the bowl, are we? <laughs> she's like, <Nope>. no. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, you got me. Um, I thought I was here for a meal. No, I knew what I was there for. I just like, yeah. I was like, wow, that, that just like, it's stuck in like, it, I, I've thought about it so many times since. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. no, it was just, it was just like, it's, it's like been moving for me. Like, I'm like, I just, I, I'm like, this isn't the last time I see that woman. I don't know when I know, I'll see right? her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think she's coming in for a haircut soon. I've been thinking about planning like another care week. Um, I think that's really important. I have a friend in New York that um, plans events like that. That's who I was inspired by for that inv- um, series of events. And I think it's just like really cool to a create community and just like hear what other stylists are doing in their own little shops. I think it's so easy to get like insular and yeah. I think like we do energetically, like we are touching people all day and like for better or worse, you just like absorb a lot of energy. So I think it's really cool to like take a pause and be like, all right, we're going to care for ourselves so we can care for other people better. Yeah. And I had this epiphany yesterday because I was listening to a podcast on worthiness and I was like, oh my gosh, hairstylists, like we're in the worth business. Like we're hearing people, we're listening to them. They're feeling seen and heard and like validated. And that builds worth in people, like an inner sense of self-worth. And I'm like, oh my God, like I always knew we were doing a lot, but like yesterday I just had another epiphany around like, cause like what, when someone really listens to you, it really does like when that's happened for me, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not crazy. And I feel like all day we do that for people. Totally. So we need to take care of ourselves. Yeah, totally. 
So as far as like the direction you're going in and what you've got coming up, like, I guess, like, are you just like, has your passion evolved into this event stuff or has it always been there? And do you see yourself still continuing to be behind the chair? Or is there like a part of your business that like you're, you know, like you've taken some of your passion for hair and put it towards or what, what's, what's the future looking like for you? Yeah. I mean, I love putting on events. I love a good party. I love to celebrate. Um, it's so funny. I think my little nephew has picked up on that. He came to our house the other day for his first city sleepover. And he goes, he asked me, so do you like throw parties here? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what kind of parties? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all kinds. How all old kinds. is he? He's five, but oh my God. It was yeah, so it obviously crazy. radiates off of you if he knows that. Yeah. But I would love, I love planning events. It's been really fun meeting all the different types of people through hosting events and like seeing what relationships form from that. Um, I've recently, we planned one with the Oak Ave barbershop. Sarah is the owner over there and she's super awesome. So that was like really fun to do a collaboration event. Um, just like lightens the load on a lot of the marketing stuff, but also you just get like a totally different pool of people, which is really fun. Yeah. I was um, just, I just had an aha moment of like, didn't you do some really cool meal there recently? Like I was like, what yes. is this? I, it was like a company. I assume it was one of your clients, cool businesses or something, but it looks like it was like very unique food. Totally. Yeah. And I think like, that's like a good, I, I like to kind of balance things with like events for hairdressers and then also like community building things for like clients and stuff. So I, that was definitely like more of a client event. I mean, anyone could come to it, but they're a really cool business. They're called the cha-cha club and they do like rotating dinners at small businesses that they want to highlight. Um, everything was like very intentional. They had like a cocktail based off of us and like scissors to cut the herbs with that we ate like pho with. I think they did like razor clams because we cut with razors so much. It was oh very my cute. God. It's just, it's really selling the dream over there. Thanks. I it's just a, thought it was, so, I, I started clicking on them. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's one thing that when I look, when I, when I follow you, I'm like, I love seeing the people whose hair you do. And I, it's funny. Like when I went on maternity leave, my coworker, Jenny, who was at that event with us that night, she was like, Lindsay, like, I feel like I got to know who your client like is like, there's like a framework for like who, who kind of gravitates towards who and like finding your people. And like, I, she told me, she's like, you have like business women and like interesting moms and people that have like, you know, big lives, but they come in and they just want to be real and talk about like, Hey, what's new with birdie. And like, you know, like it's just, she's like, you have like a type of client. And I feel that for you too. And I feel like it's very fun for me to see like, wait, of course Emily does their hair or like I'll be in Andersonville. And I'm like, wait, I think Emily cuts the person whose shop this is. And so do you feel like for yourself that you have like, kind of like a demographic you gravitate towards? Totally. If you want curtain bangs, I'm probably your person. <laughs> I kind of think about getting a haircut sometimes by you. I'm like, I used to have this haircut that my husband would call Bon Jovi. It was back oh in the gosh. early 2000s. And it was like when everyone at art and science was getting these like really like shags. And so yeah. if I ever go back to that, cause I think about it and your haircuts inspire me, you will be the person that cuts that haircut on me. 
whenever say the word. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm you so have dumb. like a, a look for your clients, but how about like an actual like personality prototype? Do you have like a like a framework for that? Yeah, I mean, I totally relate to you. Like you have like this collection of like badass business women, mom crew, um, yes. which is so cool. That's like such a such a reflection on you. But I think like like going back into like the why, like why you got into doing hair and it's like always been about people for me. So I just like, I, I love to listen. I love people with like stories and yeah, I think like my clientele demographic, hmm. like, I think they're just like a lot of people that, oh, I don't even know how to answer this. There are a lot of really great people with a lot of great stories. Yeah. Well, they seem like they have just like interesting lives or something like they're gravitate towards the, like, there's like a very artistic vibe to you. And I feel like that I, I, that's what I noticed. Like, I'm like, when I see the people you highlight and they're your clients, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's just like, there's a, some through line, you know, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's there. You are making me blush so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So as far as like, you know, for people, cause like something I think you do really well is like you, we've said like honoring yourself, following your curiosity, like just kind of going in a direction that's best for you, even if you're not seeing anyone around you doing it, is there something you would leave people with as far as like something that you think would help them to do that? Cause that's something I think in our industry, well, I think, you know, like industries, but also just like as women, I think sometimes we struggle to just like trust the way we're supposed to go. Is there something you would say has helped you or that you jumps out at you that you'd wanted to share? So many things. Okay. Um, first thing that comes to mind is like, you got to throw a lot of things up at the wall before you see what sticks. Like there's a lot of things that I've done that like haven't gone well. Um, and you only know through like that trial and error. Um, and then, oh shoot, it left me. Honestly, that, that when you said uh, you got to throw a lot of stuff at the wall, I was like, that's, that's what I do too. That's what I do yeah, too. Totally. Like some things are going to work and some things are not. And it's like, okay to change your mind. It's not only is it okay. It's like literally how you learn. Yes. Yeah. It, that speaks to me so much. And like, if you're uncomfy, like, in one situation, like, well, I don't know. There's, there's like good uncomfy and like try something new uncomfy, but like kind of like learning how to understand yourself and like internally differentiate those two feelings of uncomfiness. Yes. And like, as you were saying that I was thinking about how, like sometimes something that didn't work in the past didn't work because of some sort of like situational thing, but that if you try it again later in a different environment, in a different place, in a different season, it works like me with my renters. Like, you know, like I had renters and with a business partner, well, we weren't totally seeing eye to eye. Then I add another person to the equation day one, two hours in, I'm like, I fucking hate this. And -hmm. then I do it again later in life when I'm in a more grounded place, I'm able to get a vibe of the person better. I'm looking for something. I know what I'm looking for now. I know what I want from it. And something that didn't work in the past works beautifully in the present. Totally. With the right people. Yeah. Yeah. I have felt that with like coming back to commission, I was like so psyched 
because I really felt like I found myself in those like years of working at Axel and then like as an independent stylist and then coming to gold dust, having renters and then switching to commission. There was a part of me that's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like I loved my time as an independent. Like I really found myself, but then I've kind of like turned that into like a superpower. You're like, okay, I'm going to like take all of that that I know about the things I didn't like about the first time and like make sure it doesn't become that in the future. No, totally. And also it's like, I, you know, I feel like, you know, being independent and having your independence, you can kind of have that wherever you go. If you're in an environment that honors you, you have that. Absolutely. Totally. And it's it's, good, like different seasons and different styles of doing your business. Like it's, it all works. Well, yeah. And you like, you start doing hair so young and and I, I feel like you're even younger than I am. So it's like, you kind of don't necessarily see that there's many different renditions to people's businesses, probably too, because we didn't really, we don't, we don't really have anyone to go off of that. Like, like, I feel like we're the first kind of generation of hairstylists doing it the way we're doing it. So we don't really have anyone to look towards and be like, Oh, okay. It's okay that I want something different now. Like I always felt like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Like, why, why can't I just stay yes. here and be happy? Like these people that have been here for 20 years and I just, I couldn't. I totally hear that. Yeah. I think that there's like some healthy bits of like finding people that you connect with and like are inspired by, but like not copying too much kind of thing. I, but I think you're right. I think there's definitely more people doing things like differently now and modeling differently for like younger hair babies. Yeah, totally. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just feel grateful that like things shifted at the time they did in the career we're in. Cause it's like, I don't think I would have, I might've been following like the path that everyone took up until recently had things not evolved. And I'm like, I wouldn't be here sitting in front of all my vision boards. I wouldn't be doing totally. the stuff I want to do. So I just, I, I feel like it's fun for me to follow people like you on social media. Cause I'm like, it's just fun to see people doing what I'm doing, but their own version of it. And I really have fun watching you. Thank you. I have fun watching you too. I'm happy (laughs) that we have this like great community of hairstylists that are like so supportive. That's been really, really important. Totally. So thank you for being on. Where can people find you and follow along? Because I feel like I've been giving them teasers about you this whole time. They want to see these haircuts. They want to see your new website. They want to see what you're up to. Um, our new website is golddoststudios.com and uh, our Instagram is golddoststudios or at golddoststudios. And then um, you can find all of our pages from there too. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs>